episode 66 of the Get In My Garden podcast. I'm Aaron Moskowitz, and this is the third segment with Casey Ernst and Keisha Wheeler of Catalyst Bioamendments, a composting and soil company they run with their business partners, Zach Ellis and Gregory Munn in Northern California. You can follow their adventures on Instagram at catalyst underscore microbe underscore adventure, and you can follow mine at Get In My Garden. If you want to hear more from them, you can tune into some of the earlier episodes this past several weeks. In this episode, we learned the backstory of how two soil food web geeks took their passion for microbes and their education with Elaine Ingham's soil food web school and made it into a business. Then we discussed the popularity of the soil food web with the cannabis industry and the special considerations for this crop. Lastly, Casey quickly talks about caring for your compost and the soil food web during the winter months. We were going to school and it was just all passion stuff. I, I just, I absolutely love taking photographs of microbes. I love writing about what I learn. And I, I just adore telling people about it, which they don't always like so much. But I found myself just really talking at all my friends and all the people that I was meeting about what was going on. And uh, slowly over time, um, the school started to take notice and they gave me a job to to uh, run their social media accounts. So I get to write about microbes now and I get actually paid to use all those photographs that I was taking obsessively for years. I also get to um, work with the other students to develop the microbe identification library. So we have a really rough library online, but we're, we're really working to collect lots and lots of images to be able to organize them and show to people in the future. So that's another part of the job that I just really, really enjoy. People send me pictures like, what is this? And if I know what it is, I file it in the appropriate category. And if I don't know what it is, and I put it in the mystery category, which is even more fun. And the composting too, you know, it's, we, we didn't know if we were going to be able to make it work. It was really a big goal to go from being a hand-turned compost pile person <laughs> to thinking that we want to start this large-scale compost lot and yeah, the school has really made that all happen for us. As we work, any questions that we have, they put us in contact with all the other students that have been to the program. So other people who are using the large machines to turn or using different tractors or spray technology or injection technology, everybody will kind of support one another and let us know, you know what's worked for them and what hasn't. So it's really like morphed from being something where I wasn't, you know, making much money at all. And I was just doing everything because I loved it into something where, yeah, we're completely financially stable from the Soil Food Web Works. But we do everything. We all wear so many hats to make it happen. I guess I could spin off that too, is that the more people that get into this, it's actually a benefit to everyone, you know, because a lot of people think of like, you know, oh, we're making compost already. So that market's taken. But it's like, dude, there's, how many millions of acres of farmland across the United States alone? And it's like, the more people that get into this, the better it's going to be for everybody. You know, it's just like you're spreading that information, you're spreading that knowledge, and you're getting more people interested in it. And I don't know, it's what we need really is more people. So, Well, for sure, the paradigm's shifting. And I think that we're all, I mean, this is changing right now where ecological movements are like paramount now. So uh, I think that once the baby boomers, I mean, there are a certain amount of baby boomers, obviously, including I think Elaine Ingham's a baby boomer, right? But, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, they're, they're the, they were kind of trailblazers, but now we get to carry the torch. There are so many different paths. And I mean, even just like landscaping is going to have to be 
totally transformed to become more natural and people are taking an interest in that and then our whole food supply is potentially at risk so we're gonna have to change all of our farming practices so that that's like an unlimited niche mm -hmm. uh each of those things individually you know one of our best customers that's that's what he does he uh i mean he works with the soil as well brian bogg he he's always um doing webinars for soil food web and working in the background there but outside of that work he's he's mostly working with wine producers in napa and he's really making changes in california it happened really fast you know he started to speak at a few different conventions and now that's that's his main source of clients is it's all wine so yeah i mean there's another person who's notable on the east coast who just does landscaping only and he's very very successful i know another woman who who's working at a botanical garden so she actually gets to work with all these different types of plants and formulate compost piles for, you know, all these different biological succession areas. It's, it's really neat um, what everybody's doing with their knowledge. No kidding. And for your business, are you focused mainly on your local area? Um, we, we're just now getting a lot of local recognition. Our compost is, it's really expensive. And so at first, we weren't getting a lot of local customers. We were getting people that were already familiar with Dr. Elaine's work. And most of our customers were coming from the Soil Food Web School and then recommending people to us. But after a while, word of mouth got around to where we live. And now, actually, we're, we're getting lots of calls locally. And we're looking at setting up new programs just for um, our local area to try to you know, work things out for farmers and make it cheaper and do on-farm on composting. I'm curious about cannabis and the soil food web because obviously, I mean, I don't want to be just saying that because it's trendy, but it, I mean, a lot of people are asking about it. One of the benefits of the cannabis industry is that there's a lot at stake when people are really invested in it, you know, get that final product that they want. So are you working with a lot of cannabis people with the Elaine Ingham, the school, but also personally with your business and yeah, like, how are people using it? Yeah, I would say more personally with our business, um, we have a, a lot of customers, especially when when you get into the legal cannabis market, you've you've got a lot of um, regulations that you need to hold to heavy metals testing, chemical testing. It's no longer okay to just spray these pesticides and fungicides and nematicides on the product because it, it comes through and it's dangerous for people to um, intake. So yeah, I mean, uh, the, the soil food web, I mean, it does wonders for, for cannabis production. Um, what's really neat about the cannabis plant is it's, it's really, it'll grow in a bacterially dominated zone or a really fungally dominated zone. So there's a lot of wiggle room there with cannabis that with other crops um, you're not seeing. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fantastic what people are doing with cannabis and soil food web practices. A lot of our customers, I believe, are, are using our compost for just that purpose. I think a lot of times it gets used for teas and extracts to kind of, you know, help to make sure that they're not getting that pest, those pest issues or the, the fungal issues on the leaf. But, um, you know, equally people are using it in the ground as an amendment when they plant. So that's awesome. And what about after? I mean, if for a, you know, a seasonal crop, do you have practices for people like once they've let's say that they've used your compost then what over the winter do you teach them what to do to make sure that it's healthy for next year yeah so i mean that's that's really the one time of year like throughout that winter months that's when you have your best that's when you're going to be growing your most amount of fungus you have the most available water 
and you have the cold temperatures are actually beneficial to a lot of fungi and it'll slow the bacteria down. So that's when you can really start increasing your fungal biomass in your soils. The best thing that we teach can tell people is do your best to keep living plants in your soil all the time. So, you know, you don't want things that are going to grow that are going to compete with your your crop that you're trying to grow. So you try to grow real small understory plants that are perennial that'll stay in the soil and grow even after you've harvested your crop. So, or, and at the very least, you need to make sure that that ground is covered, you know, make sure there's a mulch on it, make sure it stays moist. Um, especially like with cannabis, I know a lot of people, especially if they're growing in greenhouse, they'll harvest and then they walk away from it for six, seven months sometimes and they let it just bake out dry and so any biology that you've put in there is completely died off so keeping it moist keep a plant growing in the system or keep it mulched at the very least that makes sense yeah later in the week i will upload the rest of the interview with mycologist william padilla brown discussing crossbreeding fungi and understanding their dna reach out and subscribe to the newsletter community by visiting my website getinmygarden.com